The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Now after John the baptizer was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately Jesus called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. And followed him. Gospel of the Lord. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Zebedee was a man with a plan. Zebedee was a pillar of the community, a conscientious and caring family man, and a successful business owner. He was even a Rotarian and gave generously to the synagogue. He started out with just a fishing pole and his wits, and now he owned a fleet of boats. Over the years, he invested some high-quality nets and good equipment. He paid his employees well and offered good benefits. And his pride and joy were his sons, James and John, who were with him to supervise staff and ensure a well-executed production and a high-quality product. Zebedee was a success, and Zebedee was in control. Zebedee had it all together. Well, until that one day, when this Jesus fellow comes along. On the day in question, Zebedee and James and John, as they were every day on the Sea of Galilee, the three of them have been up since the before dawn, and now the sun is out high in the sky and scorching hot. They have worked up quite a sweat, and the two boys stop to mop their brows. Zebedee stops too, looks at his two boys with loving but curious eyes. Wasn't it just yesterday that they were small and running around the boats and falling into the water? He allows himself a bit of pride and smiles to himself. But the boys become distracted. They point at the shore, all excited, at pointing at some man, some stranger, Someone Zebedee has never seen before and obviously was obviously not from around these parts. James and John forget what they are doing. They drop their nets. They jump into the water and swim to the shore. Where do you think you're going? Zebedee bellows. I have a well-honed dad voice. But it's too late. He 
He's lost them. This Jesus has caught their attention, their energies, their life, and now it will never be the same. As his boys emerge from the water, climb onto the shore, and stride forth after this young rabbi, Zebedee feared for a moment that he would never see them again. But then he also realized at the same moment that James and John were men, men of their own destiny, people of their own calling. And such is the story, at least as I imagine it, of the calling of James and John, two of Christ's first disciples. And when Jesus calls them, they don't stop and think, they don't wrestle with it for a while, they don't sleep on it, they don't form a committee, they don't engage in some group process, they don't even consult their own father. They just drop their nets and go. And some might think that our gospel is an abridged version of the actual events in question. Surely Jesus would have given them some time to think it over, to say goodbye to their family, to get their affairs in order. But actually not. Biblical and language scholars who have studied this text tell us that this happened in real time. James and John really just dropped their nets and followed. Some would call that cold and and insensitive. How dare you leave your dad in the lurch like that, after all he's done for you? Some would call that irresponsible. Who is this Jesus? Just another wandering teacher? He could be a scam artist, or worse. I read about these folks on the Facebook. I would be careful if I were you. Some would say it was merely irresistible. The personality and authority of God incarnate was such that James and John just could not resist. They had to follow. Many of us are like Zebedee. I can be like Zebedee. You would not know it from the state of my desk, but but like Zebedee, I need to have a plan and I need to be in control. But more often than not, our world and our God ask for something different. They ask for us to release that control. They ask us to be more like James and John. Every day, God asks us to listen, to hear Jesus' voice, to discern his will for us, and then go out into the world and do his work. And sometimes such work needs Zebedees. It needs organization and goals and lists and spreadsheets. God may even use Excel. But sometimes God calls us to throw caution to the wind and to sally forth into a situation for a world that so desperately and immediately needs our help. God uses both the Zebedees and the Jameses and the Johns. I once served a small parish in western North Carolina, an All Saints, actually. 
And one of their outreach partners was a local food bank, not unlike this All Saints. And, like many food banks, they discerned the lack of fresh vegetables and produce that was offered through this ministry. So, like us, they felt called to start a garden. But for reasons unbeknownst to me and unfathomable by me, because I have a thumb that is about as far from green as you can get, they planned and planted the garden in the least fertile-seeming piece of the property. In fact, the piece of land where the garden was supposed to go was once home to a construction trailer. They had just built a new parish hall. And so that piece of ground was still covered in gravel and bits of trash and all sorts of things. But that was the spot, according to the garden leaders. So we tilled it, and we planted it, and we watered it, and we weeded it, and most importantly, we prayed over it. And lo and behold, things began to sprout. And the harvest was plentiful. In fact, there was this group of tomatoes that sort of became invasive. And they started popping up in other spots around the property. And everywhere you would go on campus, there would be those tomatoes. It was amazing. It was the work of God. And it happened because a small group of people, not me, but a group of Christians, listened for the Holy Spirit, and they responded. In this season of Epiphany, and in all seasons, all of us are called. We may have different gifts, we may have different styles, but God calls all of us. No one is unworthy or unable to be called. But like James and John, like Zebedee, like Andrew, like Jonah, we are all able to hear the voice of God. So the question remains, how will we respond? Amen.